Welcome to Awkwards Anonymous, the podcast where two sisters stricken with the disease to please share their experiences and opinions while making a conscious effort to be unapologetically honest. Sorry if anything we say offends you. Oh, shoot. I'm not supposed to say that. Come on, Missy. Hello, Chrissy. Hi, Missy. How are you this week? I'm good. It's very early in the week. We're recording... On a day that we don't normally record. Yeah, damn. We usually record at least Wednesday or later, and so I'm so used to that. I didn't even think about it. It's freaking Monday. Yeah. I'm going to be ready for the weekend, and it's only going to be Wednesday. Yeah. Last week, we did ours earlier than we normally do, too. We did ours on Tuesday, and the week was so effing long. Yeah. Yeah, I was effed up. And... When we decided we were going to do this on Monday, record on Monday, I was kind of like, we really should do it later in the week. But the last time we'd seen each other was Tuesday and it would be like almost two weeks since we'd seen each other. I don't know. We've really screwed this up. We might have to. We'll have to rectify something about the situation. That. Yeah. What we're going to have to do to make it right is we're going to have to see each other twice. That way we have. We don't have an uber long time where we don't see each other. Yeah. Just to rectify the situation. So, y'all, we're going to be posting two episodes a week now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Missy's sweating because she does all the editing. <laughs> <laughs> no, JK, we will not be doing that. Yeah, I mean, we can barely get our episodes out as it is. There were a couple episodes back. I can't remember which one was, but we just totally dropped the ball and we didn't realize that the episode didn't post. Yeah, so we're talking to you about, I don't know, four episodes behind. So anybody that was waiting for episode 23, maybe, pupa everywhere, (laughs) (laughs) and it didn't come and you were just so sad. I'm sorry, that's my bad. Yeah. But uh, if you forgave us and still listened and you uh, didn't just give up on us because we dropped the ball, I appreciate it appreciate it. Yeah. I've noticed that there are some people that have been consistent from the beginning and I just have to say how much I appreciate that. Like it brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. (laughs) Thinking about people who have been with us from the beginning. If you're not, you know, and you're just jumping around and you're just listening to that, that's fine too. We appreciate anybody that listens, but I don't know. It's just so cool. There's like this connection with this invisible person and obviously when you're a podcast about awkward people and introverts you're not necessarily going to get that two-way communication but the thing is I get it yeah you know what I mean like I'm like all right well I see you consistently downloading we don't have to talk I see you I appreciate you yes you know what I mean yeah (laughs) yeah we were so I mean not to be creepy or anything but we watch (laughs) We watch where the downloads are happening, <laughs> and we were so nervous that the few people that we've reached and who have been with us since the beginning, that we were going to, we were going to lose you. <laughs> yeah. We have to be very delicate, you know, with our listeners, because if they are anything like us, it's, um, I think we should talk about this in a, another episode, but like that intensified feelings of rejection over the smallest things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? We're not rejecting you. I just forgot to post. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that was, it was, you know, double bad because Missy does the editing and she uploads all the episodes and I'm supposed to be in charge of the social media aspect. And I've already, I think, I think I've already established that it's really hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's really, it's hard for me to be social, even on just media. <laughs> but the past few weeks, I've been really screwing the pooch on uploading, you know, notifying everyone on Instagram when we have a new episode. And I was a couple days behind and I went to go like, look, oh, oh, shoot, you know, I've got to, I got to go post episode 23 and there was no episode 23. So yeah, then I got to point the finger at at Missy. And then began (laughs) the sweaty scramble. (laughs) Delicious. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. Oh yeah. The segment of the show that we call free talk. Yes. Uh, what is... It's just going on longer than that. Are you... Are you ready? Or... Do you want me to... Should I pause it? Or are you... Well, you got me this candy. <laughs> Missy got me some M&Ms that say, I love being socially awkward with you on the packaging. I don't know how she found this. How perfect is that? But I thought it would be appropriate to eat these while recording. Oh, our listeners are so thankful. I'm sure. Do you like my you know mouth what? sounds? No, seriously. Like, that is a huge thing. I think we've mentioned it before, that ASMR, where people literally just... It's just channels of people listen, listening to people eat. Mm-hmm. Which I think is gross. Oh, my gosh. It's totally gross. But I kind of... I told my husband the other day that he should start one because I feel like he eats very audibly. I yeah. I think I might have hurt his feelings a little bit. <laughs> But well, I had to do the same thing with my fiance. He's been he hasn't always done this since, you know, we've been together. We've been together for like it'll be like 10 years in August. All of a sudden, when he drinks out of a can or more specifically, you know, I don't know if anybody drinks like Coors Light, but it comes in that weird it's like a bottle can. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's the shape of a bottle, but it's aluminum. Right. Yeah. And when he drinks out of it, aluminium, he makes this slurping sound. Like he has to suck it up instead of just letting it fall into Let it mouth. just tilt it up a little bit more. Let gravity do the work for you. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> and he can't stand it when people like slurp soup. I wanted to I wanted to hit him where it counted and be like, you are being just as annoying as those people who slurp soup. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like a thing. I could be, like, the pot calling the kettle black or, like, living in my glass house and throwing stones because I don't hear myself eat. But it really bothers me to be able to hear other people eat. Mm-hmm. Any kind of, like, mouth sounds or food sounds in general, it just bugs me. There is somebody that I know, and when my husband listens to this, he will crack up because he knows who I'm talking about, who every time we eat salad, they slurp. <laughs> Their salad. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that. How do you slurp salad? Well, somehow they can. <laughs> and it just drives me cray cray. Yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily a specific person that does this, but I cannot stand listening to people eat cereal with milk. It, it goes beyond just, an, like, I feel disgusted. Mm-hmm. It even applies to myself. Like, I am so self-conscious about making other people feel the way that I feel that I will not eat cereal in front of people. (laughs) And I'm not even joking. Whenever my fiancé is is up early enough to have breakfast, 
I will not have a bowl of cereal or I will purposely eat in a different room from him so that I can eat my cereal if I want cereal that morning. Wow. I won't eat cereal in front of people because I, it just, it, I cannot stand it. I can't stand watching people eat cereal. I can't stand listening to people eat cereal. It's a very strange, specific thing. I did not think it was possible, but I believe I just learned something new about you. <laughs> I honestly don't know that I've ever been like, like said that out loud to people. I think for me, the other thing is I just can't stand it when I can hear people chewing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain people I can't sit next to them when, when they're eating because you can just hear all of the food inside their mouth. That, again, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. But my husband is that way. And I make fun of him all the time because I'm like, your food is not trying to escape your mouth. You can slow down and it doesn't have... It's so fervent, so purposeful and powerful and passionate that this chewing is. And I'm like, it's not trying to escape. You can just chew. You sat by him at dinner today, so... And if you See, didn't notice tonight, you will now. The thing is, so sorry, brother-in-law. I love you. I don't hear it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. Like You can I see, see the power. The power behind. Like, it's very deliberate chomp, 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 chomp. It, Yeah, he does have a certain eating style. I don't... I can't say that it bugs me because I can't hear it. I know that I'm probably a big, huge hypocrite because people are like, well, you make mouth sounds too. When you chew your food... You can hear your food in your mouth. Sorry. I know that I know we all have to eat. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you have never bothered me eating. Ditto. There's never been a moment that we've been eating and I've been like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> you please finish that. <laughs> you don't, I don't think, there's nothing about the way that you eat that sticks out to me. Yeah. And I am a pretty hard, harsh judge. Yeah. Ditto. Because, I mean, A, you've not eaten cereal in front of me. <laughs> Not on purpose. I mean, so if, at least if I pull out the box of cereal one day, you just give me the look and I'll know. It's like you to put it away. Had make oatmeal instead. Back Ew, away oatmeal's from that disgusting. Cereal. I'll make cream of wheat instead. <laughs> yeah. Oatmeal, I have to have a be in a specific mood for it. <laughs> I have to Speaking be in a of specific... disgusting sounds. <laughs> See, that's something else that I can't stand that I know I do. Yeah, like slurp the the spit from the the corners of your mouth. Yeah, Yeah. I do that a lot. I'm so sorry, listeners. I would not appreciate it if if I was listening to a podcast and all of a sudden I started eating. Apologize. But back to oatmeal, it is disgusting. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. There are sometimes like crazy, insane moments. I'm like, you know what sounds good? It's oatmeal. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not in the mood for it, it's just like literally eating vomit. Cinnamon flavored vomit. The texture is disgusting. It makes me gag. I don't have that kind of an aversion to oatmeal. French toast for the longest time. Oh my gosh. I hated French toast. That is so weird that you mentioned that. So weird. I have not ever made French toast, my own French toast. Mm -hmm. Last time I had it, you know, I was a kid. I was talking to some random person the other day and they mentioned French toast and a recipe that they really liked. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to make French toast. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really liked it, mm-hmm. but I am very picky about it because I'm very picky about eggs. Mm-hmm. And I don't like French toast that is basically 
egg-coated bread. That is what makes me gag. But it's so funny you mention that because when I was a kid, when we ate French toast, it would literally, I would like heave. Like I'd try to eat it and I was like, I, I can't do this. And I'd like gag it up. My son did the same exact thing. Wow. Same exact thing. He felt so bad. He thought he, he thought he was hurting my feelings. And so he was trying to choke it down and he just kept gagging. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it is okay. If you don't like it, don't eat it because I felt the same way, but it is so funny. You hate it. I hated it. He hates it. Yeah. As a kid. Now I don't mind it. I am like you. I'm very picky. See, when I make eggs, you go like crispy eggs because you, you're weird. Crispy I... white. Runny yellow. No. Eggs should not be crispy. I can't stand crispy eggs. I will always cut the crisp off the outside. That's, I mean, that is the reason why. I mean, you might have noticed this whenever I order eggs. I don't usually get over easy eggs. I'm starting to do it more now, but I used to always get scrambled because I would, did not want to risk having crunchy eggs. And so that same concept applies to the French toast when you have, like, that burnt egg crispy egg on But if it's not eggy, you like it to be crunchy on the outside, right? So long as it's not crispy because of the egg. In my opinion, everything should be crispy. Everything is its best self when it's crispy. See, and I feel very opposite. You're kind of a hypocrite in this because you won't eat the edges of a brownie. Well, that's just dry. That's not crispy. That's just dry. It's crunchy. Mm. And I like, I like the edges of brownies. You don't like the edges of brownies, but you because like dry. the edge of lasagna. Oh, yeah. The burnt cheese. I oh, yeah. hate burnt cheese. I mm. do not like the edge I of will lasagna. put cheese just in the oven and make plops of cheese. You love Cheez-Its, though. It's the same thing. It's not. It's that crispy, cheesy... You're... Mm. Cheeses are a cracker. They're not baked cheese. They have... They're crackers with cheese baked in them. No. I... Mm. You're, you're the one that's wrong. I don't know what to even say about this because you and I usually like the same things. It's very, it's very odd to me that you don't like crispy cheese, but you're weird about cheese in mm -hmm. general. I'm weird about cheese too, but I think you're weirder. I am a lot pickier with cheese. I didn't realize how many people just kind of knew that about me. I thought that I was pretty good at hiding when I like don't like something, but apparently I am not. Because even my fiance's mom, when I went over, before she even served it, she made this like broccoli cheese casserole thing. And she's like, shoot, I forgot you don't like cheese. And I'm like, I have never told you that. Yeah, you're a tricky one because it's not that you don't like cheese. I'm just very, very particular. It you has had to cheese be... on your salad tonight. You like macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. I'm very picky about macaroni and cheese, though. I have to watch the macaroni and cheese be made mm -hmm. in order to feel comfortable eating it. Yes. I only don't feel that way if you made it or if our mom made it. Correct. But yeah, like a potluck, mm-mm. No. I ain't eating your mac and cheese. Nope. Potlucks, I'm kind of like, ew, anyway. Which is questionable. When I bring things to a potluck, I want people to eat my stuff. Like, right. but no, 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 you don't understand what my stuff is fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with potlucks if it's desserts, though. Mm, just desserts. Just desserts I'm okay with. I don't disagree, but it's just weird. What else do you guys need to know about our weird cheese habits? <laughs> Speaking of ASMR, did you listen to that, uh, The Office ASMR? 
that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I haven't listened to it a whole bunch because I don't have time to necessarily listen to podcasts all the time. And mm-hmm. if I did listen to one, it probably wouldn't be that one because I'm very, very familiar with The Office and I don't necessarily want to spend my time listening to it be repeated to me. But mm-hmm. I still love it so much. It was cracking me up. And this guy is just perfection at like his little side comments. I don't want to like spend too much time on it, but basically what this guy does is he goes through every single episode of the office. He's got a great voice for it. He will talk. We'll talk into the microphone like this and oh, and Pam is walking around her desk and Jim's giving her an interest. I think there's something there. And, uh, Dwight's wearing spicy brown today. So that's not good. Anyway, (laughs) So he'll do that the whole time. <laughs> He's just really, really good at it. And and it's really, I think, ideal for people who are like us and they're absolutely obsessed with The Office because mm-hmm. you know you have it in your head. You know exactly what he's talking about. You're not confused. It plays like a movie mm-hmm. in your brain and you can follow along. It's awesome. That was a total random deal. but Well, I mean, you're bringing up podcasts. I actually started listening to a new podcast this week called Parcast, P-A-R-C-A-S-T, and our mom recommended it to us. It's actually very interesting. It's very similar to lore, only it feels more educational. So they kind of proved themselves to me, you know, in this one episode. So they were talking about the Amon's haunting case, which if you don't know what that is, it's about a family that lives in Gary, Indiana. Basically, they are convinced that there's a demon in their house and there's up to 200 demons in the house. And up to 200 demons in the house? Yeah, it's insane. And so they're telling this story and they're using their main reference that they're using is Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans, for those of you who don't know, he's a ghost hunter. He has a show called Ghost Adventures. And he is ridiculous can we put ghost hunter in like air again ghost hunter in air quotes entertaining not gonna underplay the entertainment factor and quite frankly that's what it all boils down to yes he it is yes it agreed i've watched it just as much as i've watched everything else yeah there's a reason why i know all the people's names on this show right i have seen it and it is a guilty pleasure yeah just like a soap opera would be a guilty pleasure zach bagans bought this house and did a, a documentary on the house and he like stayed in the house and lived in the house. If you haven't seen it, it's called Demon House. Watch it. Because <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> so first, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but but you got me started. This guy, he's wearing sunglasses the whole time in the movie. Even at night, he's wearing sunglasses. And you're like, why? Why are you wearing sunglasses at night? And then in the end... It's this big, it's the big climax where he's locked himself in the house, like boarded up the windows and and stuff, which I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Again, it's all for entertainment's sake. Right. And he's battling this demon. Is is this Zach or is this some other guy? It's Zach. Okay. And he's He's, the one wearing the sunglasses all the time? Yes. Okay. He's battling this demon. That night ends. And he's like, oh, I have such a bad headache. I have such a bad headache. And then in the end, you know how they like fade in captions and they tell you like, where are they now? Yeah. Type things. It goes over 
the demon basically made him go cross-eyed and now he has to wear prism glasses. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you were cross-eyed before because you were in sunglasses the whole time and they were probably prescription. People would go into the house and they'd feel sick. They would get dizzy. They would see things. And something that is actually pretty common that causes all that is carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. It's a very old house. Mm -hmm. It's not very well maintained. It's totally likely. It's very, very possible that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. In the end, so he makes, he finishes his movie and then he demolishes the house so that no one will ever be able to confirm whether or not it's the demon that made his eyes go crossed or whether he just had carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so this guy is ridiculous and these people who are doing this podcast are using him as a reference and I'm like, "Uh, you know, that's... I know who this guy is. You just lost your cred. He's not very credible. I I like it because they tell the whole story, and then in the end they tell what their their opinions are and, you know, the facts that they find. And they're like, so we give this guy very little credit because he is an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And they brought up all the points that I just mentioned, and I'm like, oh, all right. So now I feel confident that I can listen to you. I like to be entertained, too. Yeah. And I think that Lore does a pretty good job of... Lore just tells... What the folklore is. My gosh. It's not opinion-based. I love lore. Yeah. So much. And the Cabinet of Curiosities. I don't know if you've listened to that one, but... I haven't listened to that one yet. It's very similar, but it's just smaller bites. I I love both of those podcasts. Those are both podcasts by Aaron Menke. If you like the creepy, weird, supernatural, interesting facts, Mm -hmm. then you'll love it, too. That, and of course, you know, we always have to mention... Creepy caffeine. Mm-hmm. Whenever I just want to be spooked, I listen to them because they they go they talk about paranormal stuff, and I think a lot of the stuff that they do is more true crime. So our free talk has been just delightful. It's gotten a little out of control, but you know what? It's our podcast, and we're gonna do what we want. That's kind of what we want to do. Yeah. Um. But do you want to get down to some real applicable content and hear why it is that I don't talk to people? I would love, <laughs> I'd love to hear more about why you don't like talking to people. So first of all, I'm going to do a disclaimer. I know that we have talked before about being kind because you should right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm only human, right? Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. So I have been trying to get a hold of my insurance agent for a couple of months. Wow. Now, see, it's not like I was putting in a claim or anything like that, that I needed like, okay, well, my car is destroyed. I need something now. So that's why it's been able to go on for a couple of months. Right leaving messages and emailing and that can you fill in the blanks would get kind of annoying right and is not very customer service oriented right and as much as you pay for insurance and i never have any claims i am a good customer right i've been a customer for years so finally he calls back he addresses my issue but i was pretty surly. You know, we started ending the phone call and I was like, I just, I hope you understand how unacceptable and unprofessional it was that it took you that long to get back to me. So then there is a pause and he says, I apologize, but my daughter was killed in a fatal car crash 
And we've spent the last couple of months just trying to get life put back together again. And I was just like cricket. And I just replied with, I'm very, very sorry to hear that. And then we ended up hanging up the phone. So let's just unpack that a little bit. (laughs) Can you imagine how that is difficult for a normal person and how awkward that would be? Then look at it through the lens of somebody who thinks about something she said yesterday that was supposed to be nice and then looks at it from a hundred different angles and how it could have been offensive. Right. I don't know. It's just... I guess the thing that I think is you were not in the wrong to express this was... But I feel like a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even, even in this podcast and previous episodes, we've said, you know, just be nice to people people who deal with customer service and stuff like that. You never know what's going on. And I'm just like, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. Are you effing kidding me right now? Well, but there's also a fine line. There's a fine line between being a pushover and, you know, just painting a smile on your face and letting people walk all over you because that the same thing that has also happened where you fight for months and months and months for something. And then you just, you're just like, if I just remain bubbly and nice and smile and it doesn't matter and they don't have the same excuse isn't the right word, but you know, the same excuses this guy did. So yeah. How are you supposed to fucking know? Yeah. And it's just so frustrating because there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like whatever path I'm not trying to be like doom and gloom, but it just sometimes feels like it doesn't matter the path that I take. It feels more like the path that I take determines the reality as opposed to the path that I take uncovers the reality because it always just feels like when I do, we've talked about this before, when I do finally say, no, I've put up with enough shit. Yes. I work hard for my money. I am paying for a service. I am paying for a good. I am paying for this meal. I am going to get what I paid for. And then, well, some horrific, unspeakable thing has happened. Yeah. It just... I can't catch a break. Yeah. That's how it feels. They do, like, spoofs and skits about this all the time where it's someone's grandma has always died mm. when you're mean to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. You yeah. can have 15 different grandmas and each time, you know, you lose one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not saying that I think this guy was making it up or anything like that, but I totally, totally get what you're saying. And I'd be feeling the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, it's still haunting me. I actually had, I think that the woman that I was dealing with was just a bitch, Mm -mm. but I got my taxes done. Usually I do my taxes online, but this year I bought a house and you're supposed to, everybody's always like, Oh, you get all these tax breaks when you're a first time home buyer. And you know, you get to deduct your interest off of your taxes or whatever. And I switched jobs and it just seemed like this is probably going to be more complicated than what I'm used to. I'm not really comfortable doing it myself. So I took it to a tax, a place where they do your taxes. And I won't, let's just call them FNU Square. I love it. (laughs) So I go into FNU Square with the whole COVID thing going on. It's drop off, which again, I feel like everything I'm putting in is air quotes because it's like, okay, if it was truly drop off, it would be you have a, a slot that I put my taxes in. No, you still have to go in. You still have to sit down. You still have to like talk to three different people and fill out all this paperwork. And the woman that was at the front desk was 
just a mean old bitch. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, I have an appointment. This is my tax stuff. I had questions. I'm standing there waiting for her to, you know, respond to me. And she looks at me. She's like, are you okay? What? And I'm like, yeah. You know, so I, I hand her my taxes and she's, she like, it was huffing and puffing the entire time. She was so exasperated. It did not matter what you did. I was being like super sugary sweet Mm -hmm. with a cherry on top. She's zooming through all of these papers that I need to sign. I'm not understanding anything that she's saying. Also, as she's going through it, she's assuming that I'm not married. She says, you're not married, right? Do you have kids? (laughs) And I'm like, you're assuming that I'm not, that I'm not married, but you think I might have kids. (laughs) You don't want to know people do that all the time, but I'm like, why are you making these assumptions? And then she gets to the part where it's like all the deductions and she's like, and I'm sure you don't have any deductions, right? What? Oh my gosh. At first I was like, you tell me. Sure. I guess not. But as I was going through, I'm like, yeah, a lot of these things I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I have donated stuff to Goodwill this year. I have bought a house. I do have a house. I have paid a mortgage. I have paid property taxes, which are all things that you itemize. Those are things that a lot of people would put on their taxes. And so mm-hmm. I see that and I'm like, there were just a couple things where I'm like, do I need to check these, bo- you know, do I need to check, check this box? There was one where it was asking about HSA and your health insurance. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have any documentation for that. And so I go up and I ask her and she slams her pen down and gets up and she like, just without even addressing me, walks over to an accountant. Oh my gosh. And I can hear her. This girl has some questions. I don't know. And so the accountant walks up and he won't eat, he won't just shut up and ask me what my question is. They're just making all these assumptions. So he takes my paperwork and he's like, where's your folder? Gosh. He wasn't, he wasn't any better. And I'm like, I, I what do you mean? Where's my folder? <laughs> and so he's like, she's supposed to give you a folder and goes up to the front desk and he's like, you got to give him these folders. And she's like, she didn't, blah, 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 she didn't bring it to me. It's her fault. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And half the things that I was showing him, you know, I got paperwork in the mail for my house, like my closing documents. And I was like, in the paperwork, it said I might need this for my taxes. And he didn't even know what he was looking at. I left, but I left with this bitter taste in my mouth where I'm like, I should just have been like, you know what? Forget it. I'll do my taxes online and I'll have my dad help me. (laughs) And so I just stewed on it and stewed on it and stewed on it. I'm like, I don't trust them to do my taxes and they don't deserve my business because it's expensive, man. And so I go in and I am so primed for a fight Mm -hmm. just to be like, I'm going to throw down and I'm going to show them what's what. And I am going to take my paperwork and tell them that their F and U square will never have my business ever again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I get in. It's a different front lady. She is the nicest person ever. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And she can't find my, my stuff. And there's one accountant there. They like spend the next 10 minutes trying to find it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't good either. Finally, they find it. The accountant's like, well, I've already done it. I guess I had the option to just be like, no, you've done all this work and I still don't want, you know, and I could have not paid them, but she was being so nice. And I sat down, he kind of made the experience right. And I, but I was still just like, but I want you to know that I am not happy. And so... I was just like, I'm so sorry. I know that this has nothing to do with you, but the experience that I had before, I just explained it. 
And I was like, you need to understand that your front desk person yeah, the is... face of this establishment. Yes. <laughs> so I told him that and he walks away and then I'm like, fuck, that lady in the front, like it's a small place. She probably heard me and she doesn't know that I'm not talking about her. He kind of skated over it. <laughs> he didn't really address it, but I was like, you know, just figured that when I'm when I'm ready to stand up and yeah. be like, no, I'm gonna take you my wanted this sweet moment where you were like, and I'm taking my business elsewhere. Yes, I have actually had one sweet moment like that. My husband and I were going to purchase a car. They were doing the paperwork. We were purchasing a car, so we were past even the annoying sales person part of it. Mm -hmm. And the finance guy came out and asked us if we wanted extra tire coverage or blah, blah, blah. You know, they're always right. trying to sell something else. And we, I said no. And he walked back into his office to do his work. And he called us back there. And we're sitting there. Everything's fine. We're signing the paperwork. And we get to the part about that extended warranty crap that he'd asked about. I made some sort of comment, like a question or something, talking to my husband, not even him. And he decided to take that moment to say, well, you didn't get that because when I asked you if you wanted it, you treated me like, he said criminal or like <laughs> a swindler or something. It took me by, I, I just... There was nothing about any of the interactions. And my husband agreed. He's like, I have no idea when that happened because we were totally normal. Like, I wasn't shitty. We were having a good experience. I don't understand where that would come from because he probably gets treated like that. You know, like, no, I don't. I'm already spending enough money. I'm not I don't want to spend any more money. Quit trying to con me. That's what he called. That's what he said. But I treated him like a con man. We just kept going. I, I sort of like tittered like, oh, ha ha. Because I didn't, pr I couldn't process in that yeah. moment what was happening. I had this pivotal moment where I was like, you can either pretend that didn't happen or you can make a stand. Because that was uh, totally unprofessional. Yeah. And unacceptable. I got up and I left. And so the sales guy is and, and his manager are like chasing me down. They're like, what? What's going on? What happened? And, and my husband even, he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know what was going on. He's just like, hold on a second. <laughs> Yeah, so they that was actually kind of like a really sweet moment. They ended up getting it back because they were really nice. And I said, but I refuse to deal with him anymore. And we got like, I don't know, a year's worth of free oil changes or something. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so the, what, the message that Missy is trying to send is, is that when you're buying a car and you're in the middle of the finance paperwork, just stand up, walk out. And see what free shit you get. <laughs> yeah. For real skis. But I mean, even that was kind of one of those out-of-body experiences that we've talked about. Like, as an awkward, that's literally what you have to do is you just have to leave your body mm -hmm. and let your meat suit do what it's going to do. And then eventually you become one again. And then you're like, what the hell just happened? Right. But it happens. Right. For the most part. You know, I think we're on the same wavelength as our significant others, but every once in a while, it's like, you need to be picking up what I'm throwing down here, honey. Mm -hmm. My fiance can be kind of hard to read sometimes. Like there was one time that we, we went out to eat. It was very busy and we called ahead. We had a reservation and they had live music that night and they literally sat us at this tiny ass table right in front of the stage <laughs> with the big huge box speaker right behind me <laughs> like, 
literally blasting in my ear. And so we were talking and we literally could not hear each other. It was like we were at a concert. Mm -hmm. I was just like, usually who I am, I would just be like, you know what? They're busy. They probably don't have any other cameras, you know. Let's just be miserable and not be able to talk during our meal. <laughs> yeah. And leave with, you know, hearing damage. He was giving me nothing. Like, he was, he was, he was just like, giving this me is nothing. fine. Yeah. But, you know, when the waitress came over, she, I couldn't even hear her. and She couldn't even hear me. I had to scream. Do you have any other tables? Because this is a little loud. And she moved us. It was no problem. And then he looks at me and he's like, man, I'm really glad you said something. I'm glad we were on the same page there. And I'm like, me too, because I couldn't tell. I, you know, you should have been the one that, you know, baby, I'm going to take care of this for you. The rest of the night was wonderful. We're two peas in a pod when it comes to just smile, smile, smile. We're just the most smiley people in the whole hard world. And grin and bear it until your eyes pop out. Our cheeks hurt so bad. Yeah. We just are total people pleasers mm -hmm. and we don't ever want to rock the boat we don't ever nothing ever matters to us you know we'll, we'll do whatever we'll you know you were pieces of shit we're pieces of shit <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it would be nice for him to be the one to be like no it's my turn like there was one time where we went out to eat the woman came over and got our drink order and our food order we wait we sat there for 45 minutes i'm waiting for him to be like yeah, this is, let's just go. But I had to be the one where it's like, okay, I'm pulling the trigger. And he's like, well, shouldn't we pay for our drinks? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to pay for these drinks. Yeah. And I'm not talking like they were like soft drinks. Right. It's not like we both got a huge jumbo margarita, $8 right. jumbo margarita and walked out. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally wasted because we couldn't eat anything. <laughs> My husband and I are opposites actually in that way where all I really have to do is you know whisper in his ear or give any kind of idea that I'm not happy and he'll typically be able to like just take it over mm -hmm. the problem I have with him is he has so much less of a problem rocking the boat mm -hmm. and so much less of a problem with anxiety and is not concerned about pleasing people and being friends he's not he's, he's not a jerk but he's just a lot more he's much healthier in that sense yeah than we are so a lot of times I find myself in like having anxiety for the way that I know that he will handle something and I'm just like well if you're gonna do that let me leave <sighs> or if you're gonna do that I don't want to see it mm -hmm. or if you're gonna send that text don't tell me about it Right. Because it will give me so much anxiety. Right. But I will tell you that that is like an amazing trait to have when I really am fired up about something. But I'm like, I don't have the balls to take care of it, but he will. And yeah. it is very satisfying. Yeah. Like I can sick him on anybody. Yeah. And he will take care of it. So it's just, it's, it's the balance between how much do I really want something done about this? Because mm -hmm. if I do, it'll be taken care of. But otherwise, I'll have major anxiety. Yeah. We actually have, like, a running joke in our family. <laughs> because it was you and me and our brother and your husband. We were all in the car and we were going through a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's listening to this. He's rolling his eyes into the back of his head right now. He really is. Because we... This was years ago. <laughs> 
And we just think it's hilarious. We have beat this to death. (laughs) And so you ordered some sort of mocha and you take a sip of your coffee after he gives it to us. And you're like, oh, this doesn't have the mocha in it. It's just regular coffee. It it had just like grains of sugar laying on the bottom of it. And so the way that he responded, and he does not mean it to be like this. I can vouch for that. Missy can vouch for that. But he gives it back. Hey, man, did you put sugar in this? (laughs) And we're all just dying like, man, you just bit that guy's head off. Hey, man, you put sugar in this? And we just like, as the trip went on, we we made it more and more and more exaggerated. Like, and you threw that coffee in there. Hey, man, you put sugar in this? Scalding coffee in that poor guy's face. (laughs) Yeah, but see, like you said, I can vouch that he just was like, hey, did you put sugar in this? You shouldn't have. One plus one equals two. We don't we don't got to be friends about it. Right. But he wasn't trying to be an asshole. He was just like, make it right. Yeah. Well, and which is a better way than what we would have done it, which would be like, oh, um, I don't know if this, I think that this might not have, or maybe it's on the bottom. I don't know if you could, would you mind putting a little bit more in there? Yeah. If it would please you. <laughs> yeah. Or just take it. Or just take it. Yeah. And not even like your drink. I'll just swish it around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The other thing though that we make fun of him for. <laughs> I think this is a joke between me and my best friend and my husband. I'm pretty sure we were at a restaurant one time and my husband did take a crack at not doing what you just said and it came out so much worse. <laughs> I, it, so much worse because I can't remember the details, but let's just say I got cheese on my burger and I shouldn't have. And he was like, um, excuse me. Uh, um, well, uh, she she had, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? But he tried his hand at being more like us, Yeah, you know, so that we wouldn't make fun of him at being like, Hey man, did you put cheese on this? You know, and it was so much worse. So now, you know, of course, me and my best friend make fun of him for that. He can't. He, he can't, can't win. win. But he should already know that. Yeah. My guy and I, if it, if we had cheese on our burgers, we would just we would just be like, I guess I have to scrape it off, or I just won't eat. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times we've gone through McDonald's and they always put cheese on my my hamburger. If I wanted a cheeseburger, I'd say a cheeseburger. But no, I fucking want a hamburger. Don't put cheese on my hamburger. Yeah. Because American cheese is disgusting. It is. We've already addressed it. We've already covered this, I think, in a previous episode. Yes. So gross. There's a lot of cheese talk in this episode. (laughs) So much cheese. Lots of talk of cheese and lots of making fun of your husband. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they'll like have an entire basically an entire meal that's missing in our bag. Like he'll be missing a burger and I'll be missing fries and we won't turn around. Yeah. See, my husband would never put up with that. I mean, again, he's not a jerk and he would be reasonable about it, but he wouldn't just let it go. Well, the one time that I did, again, the one time that I'm like, I've had enough. I want my fries. I go in there and I basically bring up, you know, every time I've gone through here, it's been at least five times. Don't ask me why I keep coming back to this McDonald's. You know, you guys always forget something. Is there anything you can do? Like, this is very inconvenient. And the manager's response was to shrug her shoulders and say, well, if you come back, we'll give you one for free. And I'm like, okay, but no, you're not giving it to me for free because I've already paid for it. 
I never received it. it. Yeah. Me having to turn around and drive 20 minutes to get a dollar hamburger is not, no. I know that they have coupons like, okay, here, here's a couple free coupons for some Sundays, which their ice cream machine is always broken anyway. Oh my god. So they never sell them. But yeah, to your point, it's so much more about the gesture than it really is about any sort of actual value. I'm allergic to cheese (laughs) as I'm shoving my cheesy tots in my face. So this actually brings up, I've been looking for flowers for my wedding. Our mom and I went to Michael's and she found flowers that I really liked, but they were kind of expensive and there was only one of them. And they were also missing. You could tell they were missing a couple of the heads. And mom's like, well, just, just, you know, ask them for a discount. She worked retail. She gets it. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I know my mom well enough where if I am strategic about it and I am pushing the cart and she's in front of the cart. And so she's pulling stuff out of the cart. She'll handle it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh yeah. Oh, I think I need to look at these raisinets down here. Yep. I always hide behind mommy when <laughs> yeah, she'll take care <laughs> of go it. shopping. But you know, you mentioning that reminds me of yet another one of those like I never would have realized it because it's just daily life, but because of the podcast I picked up. This weekend, we were at a hardware store and we were getting mulch. And where they s- stored the mulch had one sign with a price tag, and where they had displays of the mulch had a price tag with a different price on it. The same mulch, same SKU number, different prices. We went to get our ticket where you you don't pay for it yet, but they ring it up so that they don't think you're stealing mulch when you leave. Mm-hmm. We go to the front and we did the math and we realized that they charged us the higher amount. And my husband's like, well, yeah, they got to give us the cheaper cheaper price. They need to adjust it. And I could not even be next to him. When he went to go address it, had to stand 10 feet away like I didn't even know him. Yeah. And she did it. It was not a big deal. She was just like, oh, yeah, sure. She called the manager and they took care of it. Yeah. But I was like so sweaty and nervous the whole time. See, that's that's always the... That's stupid. Whenever you're like, yeah, this is reasonable for me to ask for this. Then it's you get a, get you're given a hard time, but when you're when you're like so scared and you've had so much anxiety over, it and they're just like, yeah, of course, right? Why wouldn't we do that for you? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, it sounds like since our free talk ended up bleeding into an entire episode, it seems like this week was pretty traumatic for you, definitely. Yeah, for me, I just listened to a new podcast and I went on and on about Zach Bagans for probably fifteen minutes. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm pretty sure we disclaimed somewhere that there are no promises to stay on topic. Yeah. But I think there was a fair amount of relevant content. Are we all by ourselves here in this? Does anybody else relate to these stories? Let us know. Also, would you like more? (laughs) Would you like us to record an entire episode whispering into the mic? Do you want more food sound effects? More crinkling and chewing. Was that a yay? A nay? <laughs> See, the sounds you're making right now, I kind of like it. It doesn't bug me. Because they're crunchy? Maybe. It, yeah, because it doesn't sound sloppy and saliva-y and wet. Yeah, if it sounds wet. I don't like The sound wet. that you're making is actually somewhat satisfying. It sounds like the ticket muncher. 
oh Chuck my e. Cheese. gosh it so <laughs> does the only difference is you need to be like making my ears bleed you need to be much louder I'll try. <laughs> you know, another thing, as much as we hate the sound of chewing and slurping and whatnot, one of our favorite games is to see who can swallow louder, <laughs> which that sounds so dirty. It's not dirty. Yeah. We're really good at it. We can swallow so loud. <laughs> that, <laughs> that should be the title of our of our episode. Chrissy can swallow so loud. No. <laughs> Want to know how loud we swallow? <laughs> Oh, see, you've taken something that I love dearly and turned it into this perverted. I just said, I just said, want to hear how loud we swallow? I don't know what's dirty about that. (laughs) Are you cured? Um, no, but I feel like I have homework. I'm not cured, but I, I'm like, you know, the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, just, just fucking be normal. You know, like take, take a page out of my husband's book and just be like what is the worst that could happen Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. like if you go and you say you charged me the wrong amount what's the worst that could happen (laughs) you know what I mean they're not gonna light me on fire right and kick me out right so just stupid 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 stuff like that you know yeah but the whole insurance debacle, it, it goes, it ties right back to what we've talked about before, where out of a thousand interactions, you know, that only takes that one thing to set you back. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm battling right now, where yeah. I'm like, I am probably going to regress into never saying anything to anyone and letting anything happen to me and do whatever you want and screw me over because... I don't know what happened and you're, I don't know what's making you do what you're doing. And I, I would rather die than make you relive it. Right. You know? Yeah. Are you cured? No, no, but I got M&Ms today. So that's nice. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Awkward Anonymous. We hope you were comforted to know that you're not the only one thinking those evil thoughts, feeling those crazy feels, or being inappropriately awkward. More than anything, we hope you were entertained. And of course, one of the most important things this podcast can do is to help you meet and support others who thought they were alone. We know it might be one of the hardest things you've ever done, dear introverts, but be bold, be brave, and introduce yourself. Tell us what's on your mind. What has your awkward ass been struggling with this week? Tell us a funny story. We're convinced we're not the only ones dealing with these seemingly irrational feelings and awkward behavior, so neither are you. We'd love to share what you have to say on this podcast just to prove it. And remember, you guys are in control of how many people we reach. Share, follow, like, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback is everything to growing a network of weirdos supporting other weirdos. Email us with anything you want to share at awkwardsanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at awkwardsanonymouspodcast. Meet with us every Tuesday to discuss all the thoughts, feelings, emotions, and wacky behavior we experience as awkwards. And really anything else we'd never normally say out loud. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye! Bye!